teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. A lot is being asked of people working in schools. Teachers have more and more things to do. The shortage of teachers right now, um, you know, having to fill a lot of holes and and wear a lot of hats, it's, it's very difficult. There are steps you can take to manage stressful times, whether in the classroom or outside of work. For me personally, I can disconnect by just being outside. Laughing (laughs) works a lot. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. A supportive work environment can help everyone working in schools stay resilient. Just finding people that can reassure me that I'm doing my best and that there are people out there who understand me and can help me through these situations. You are not alone. Leaning on each other uh, and colleagues in education is, is essential. You have to. We take care of one another. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. That's cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Thanks for watching The Instant Reaction. For full episodes of the Canon Podcast, sign up as a YouTube member on this channel or go to patreon.com forward slash the Canon Pod. Welcome back to The Instant Reaction. Uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty upset, mate. I'm pretty upset. That's a poor performance. And it's um, by individuals, really. Um, and I think what's more frustrating is we we coached a three or four nil in that game and um for whatever reason we can kind of critique some uh some efficiency on the night we left goals on the pitch martin odegaard should have had two goals martinelli should have had two goals um some disappointing uh decisions by the referee um i've seen something given in terms of palace beforehand we'll talk about the penalty shout but you don't rely on those things. But, you know, I think the the replay that they show even on VAR for the Kai Havertz school, they take out the Maddie Cash handball that starts the move, which I find very frustrating. But beyond that, I think we can't do anything but criticize our own selves on the day. Um, frustrating refereeing, but on the whole, to leave at minimum four goals. And we're not, we haven't even talked about the Bakayo Saka weak foot finish in the first couple minutes. Um I could say that there were legitimately four or five 1v1 opportunities with Emmy Martinez. Two from Martinelli in the first half. Uh, Martin Odegaard has missed two open goals, uh, one in the first half and then early on in the second. And then Bakayo Saka. So it's incredibly, incredibly frustrating. I don't think that we were good enough on the day. Um, But... As a whole, I feel like we dominated the match. And I think that's what's even more frustrating when you're watching. Uh, I think we limited Villa uh, to very few chances, especially in the first half. A lot of uh, issues and buildup that we were causing them with their press. But Stop uh, moaning, George. You should have scored. I guess we haven't heard the... uh, It was all your fault. Part of the rant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's just, it's incredibly frustrating on the night. Incredibly frustrating. Uh, expected goals 1.8 to 
61% uh, possession, slightly higher field tilt, slightly more fun entries. Um, mate, I've, yeah, I'm really frustrated with that game. I'm really frustrated. Um, oh, sorry, I wasn't sh actually showing the the stats. I thought it was sorry. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm rare. You know, these are these are instant. You can see that now, yeah. yeah these yeah. are instant reactions. So we're going to give you obviously our completely unfiltered opinions. Also, we're going to go ahead, take some time and think about it for the podcast and stuff, and then come back and have a bit more of a fair assessment and a bit more of a fair shout. But right now, all I feel is really, really, really frustrated. Um, and I think it's at every one. It's a, it's, uh, and probably to to your point, other than maybe the coaches, because I don't. I think it's you know you could look at Enketi's finishing, you could Jesus's finishing, you could look at Saka's finishing, Martinelli, Erdogan. You could say all every single player had a moment where they should have they should have punished um, uh, should have punished Villa. They get one moment, they they manage to put it away, and that's football. But it's so so frustrating. It's more frustrating because we dominated them. <laughs> that's that's what I think the frustration lies because um, a lot of people. I mean, look at that field tilt, George. Well, there you go, field tilt. That's the one optimism, isn't it? Um, no, I was just. I, I thought Martinelli had a really surprisingly poor performance on the night. It wasn't even just the two missed opportunities that he had one v one, but I just felt he was making the wrong decision. I felt as though that he was rushing actions. He had a really poor night on the day. Jesus too. Um, there was that one ball that Saka has inside in the second half to find him in open space in the box, messes up his first touch. There were so many opportunities, and our technical level on the night was just so poor um, mm -hmm. across the board. The technical level was um, abysmal. I think that our final action, of course, was really, really poor, but um, surprisingly, I felt our buildup was good. The one positive that I could have is I felt that David Raya came back and stood up on some transition moments with some important saves. I don't think they, he was ever stressed necessarily, but he made some really good saves and transition moments, especially the second half. Um, and our two center backs did brilliantly. They defended amazing. Saliba on Watkins, which is not an easy matchup, did brilliantly. And Gabriel um, stood tall um, when he was... Isolated. I thought, yeah, defensively, I thought we were pretty good. Yeah. yeah, we were brilliant defensively. It's just, it's so frustrating and deflating because you look at this match and it wasn't City versus Aston Villa. Um you know, we, we dominated every facet and we couldn't find uh, the finishing. And we just, I think nobody wanted to score. It wasn't just one person. Jesus had opportunities, Eddie Nketiah. Uh, Bakayo Saka, I think, could have done a little bit better. He was probably maybe my favorite attacker, but that's not saying much because I think as a whole, we attacked very poorly on the night. Um, Martinelli, we said, wasn't the greatest. Um, and, and I do think that despite him being subbed because there was reason for it, I think we lost his stretching, yeah. you know, we, and, and if you're going to, if you're going to have Trissard, who I wanted on the day, but not necessarily as a touchline winger, I wanted him because of his efficiency. Yeah. I don't know why Reese Nelson isn't coming on in those game states. We've talked about it. You want a touchline winger. Reese Nelson should have been the sub that we do in that instance, especially with what was on consistently, like the ball over the top, despite having two offsides called, um, you know, it was on all day, and I just don't understand why um, we didn't replace uh, Martinelli with somebody like Reese Nelson on mm -hmm. the wing. Kind of chose Trissard. Um, frustrating, frustrating mm -hmm. call around. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Martinelli going off 
we really lost something, especially over the top, considering, you know, you, you need your outlets. I think, as you say, it was a game for Reese. It was a game for, you know, I think if we were going to take Jesus off, I wanted that more facilitative nine and maybe moving Trossard to the false nine. I don't know. And it's obviously easy after the fact. But look, I think in the end, it came, it comes down to the finishing. And I, I know there's some comments and stuff about the, the referees. We can talk about it. But to be honest, there's some get like, for example, against Newcastle, the referees were the difference and they were the reason we lost that game, I think. That the like the, the the poor decisions and and well, I think it was one nil, right? So they were the reason we lost the game. The referees weren't the reason we lost this game. We were the reason we lost this game. So I think today, well, I hear people who want to talk about the referees and complain about that, but we are the reason we lost today. Like you 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 know, the referees could have done something worse, and I think we it would still be our fault. Um, so it's really frustrating. I just yeah, I tr- trying to put some kind of analysis together. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think, I think the sub, the subs weren't great, really. I did, I didn't have a problem with any of the setup. I thought we were basically as we were. We were, you know, Erdegaard dropping out, Saka and Manelli holding width, Jesus doing his normal stuff, Havertz did really well, uh, all in build up. It was just when we got to the final third, and it was right from the beginning. It was right from like minute one. We were just knocking every time we got to the final third. We were knocking it, and it was like. Play, players passing level was so players cool. passing between each other and stuff and all that stuff and it's just I don't know if it was the pick. Oh, I blame you, George. Blame me. <laughs> I blame you. I I don't know, mate. Like I think it's just it was incredibly frustrating. You know, I I, I thought from minute one too we had a really good idea. You know, Bakayo Saka making really quick switches out to Martinelli and then vice versa and that bit of play. Um, you know, uh, Sack switches out to Martinelli. He receives the cross back and we kind of mess up the weak foot finish, right? And I thought, okay, that's on all game. If we can keep that up, that pattern of play, we'll be okay. But it's just, it's very difficult to win matches um, when you're going to display that level of efficiency in front of goal. It's just, uh, you know what? I blame him too. I, I think Rumpy's on to something. I, I blame Cedric. Who else can we blame? I blame Wynn, actually. <laughs> I blame Wynn. Wynn. Yes. I blame Will. Oh, look who the cat dragged in. Hello, Babnit. How are Hello, you? Son. Annoyed. Yeah? Yeah. Annoyed. Did you go have a little cry? Yeah, on Twitter. I had a little oh. cry. Uh, so, so frustrating. So, so oh, frustrating. God. I haven't said anything useful. I've just been sat here like this. Like, what on earth was that? It was just finishing. So poor. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's the most annoying thing because it felt at one point it was inevitable. So I'm thinking we're going to score at one point, and they just didn't happen. Um, and that's why I'm I'm more annoyed at us than anything. Like, yeah, referees, this is and that. But we've been there before. We know this shit. There's, there's no yeah. point of the saying, "Oh wow, we learned that the referees are bad." We know that, right? But when you make that many chances, lateness is greatness, they say. Um, but <laughs> when you made that when you made that many chances, I mean, I saw the stats after the game. And Villa made zero big chances all game. This is an informed Villa who just, just spanked Man City a few days ago. Yeah. Made nothing all game. We made three massive chances and missed all three of them. And we could have made more, by the way. We, the amount of times we entered the final third and we're there and it's a cutback mm. or a simple action. We keep messing it up. It's all, it's all, yeah, yeah it's just frustrating. Uh, is that the one positive we can take? We completely control the game against this. Oh, no, listen. Know, Villa, uh, we were two team. goals away, two moments going in our favour away from this being a fantastic performance. And everybody yeah. goes, everyone goes, wow, we controlled the game. Uh, we had the possession, they limited chances. But that's how football works. You know, if you don't score goals, you're not going to get credit and we don't deserve that. It's Michael Owen over here. <laughs> Look, if you don't score goals, you're not going to you win games. games. 
Look, at the end of the day, I think the frustrating part is that it, it's in our control here. That's and that's one yeah. thing that you can take forward, I guess. Like, I, I've seen a lot of people now saying, oh, my gosh, now we're off to Anfield. We're off to Brighton after having gone six wins on the bounce and having controlled most of them hatch. Let's critique. Let's have frustration for in the moment for us not finishing our dinner and dropping points that we shouldn't have. But this idea that, you know, we can't take it forward, I think, is frustrating. We've got to take it forward. I thought Kai Havertz on the night had another good performance good. as well. Very good. Um, you know, he was very combative. Um, and I thought that, you know, there were good moments about him driving forward. It was just, I think most of our stud attackers in terms of Martin Odegaard wasn't good on the night in terms of his finishing. Um, Martinelli, again, another one that was messing up actions. And Jesus was chasing his first touch for much, much, much of the match. So um, I also think Bakayo Saka let himself get annoyed as well. They were kicking him, to be fair. Um, and he's been getting this treatment the entirety of the league. We never seem to kind of uh, address it. But I think he got annoyed, and I think that, you know, he didn't um, have the same uh, kind of ice-cold clinical decision-making that he normally does. So it, it was a frustrating time for our attackers, but I think our defense stood strong. Um, on the goal, I'm not in love with what Zinchenko does in terms of letting his man go. Mm. But, um, you know, again, he, he's somebody that, you know, you almost need to expect that. You need to expect that that's going to happen. Um, but I don't think he's the one that's at fault for the match. It's got to be put on the attack today. Um, they've got to look at themselves. They've got to look on themselves. We left five goals on the pitch. And you can't be doing that, by the way. I don't care if it's Sheffield. I don't care if it's Anfield, if it's Brighton. If you leave legitimately four to five opportunities that are 1v1 against the keeper, you're not going to win football matches doing that. So yeah. uh, that's where the criticism has to go. This is the thing. It's like you know we all want to sound smart in our analysis right but in yeah. the end of the day football is a very simple thing if you score goals you win <laughs> and like that is that you you don't let's not overcomplicate this our finishing was was abysmal that that is the reason we lost yeah. and it's not normally to be fair so it's not something i'm i'm conscious of it, yeah yeah um interesting couple of stats uh looking up on orbino arsenal have won one and lost three of their last 5:30 p.m. saturday kickoffs so can we blame that? Should, should we blame that, Babs? <laughs> if I was Jurgen, if I was Jurgen Klopp, I would be. Yeah, do you know, if um, I was. But okay, I, you know, here, were, here's, mm-hmm. here, sorry, 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 sorry. Here's something I um, caught some flack for on uh, on the old X, as they say. Um, I I don't think Raya could have done better for the goal necessarily. As in, I don't think he had he covered himself in glory. But I'm not. Please, 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 don't get me wrong and think that I'm saying Raya should have saved that goal. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying, and I'm interested in, is we've got a big enough sample now. I think, how many games does he play for us now? That must be 11, 11, right? I think over the course of 11, 12 games, let's say 10 games, a keeper like an Allison, a keeper like an Edison, a keeper like Mike Magnon, a keeper like Testegan, bail you out of a certain situation at some point. They bail you out. They not necessarily win you points, but over the course of a season, you know there's some moments we go, do you know what? We no one expected you to do that, Alison, and you saved our bacon today. And it's getting to a point where I'm starting to think, have we seen Raya do that for us? I'm not saying he should have saved it, by the way, but the best keepers in the world, the ones that you want to be able to win titles, they pull out things that you you don't expect. And I'm not necess- even necessarily saying that, that Ramsdale does that all the time. He, he has done it a number of times, but he's got a bigger sample. So it's just, it's just a thought and an observation. And again, just to be super clear, because people really misunderstood me, I'm not saying he should have saved the goal. Alison saves up. 
That's what I said. Alisson um, So that's not Raya's fault. That's just that there's a better standard of goalkeeper. So I think the reason why Mikel Arteta starts Raya over Ramsdale is because I actually think Ramsdale's a better shot stopper in those that Alisson type of saves, that the saves that you don't expect yes. to make. But traditionally, in terms of those little basic errors, I think Ramsdale makes a few more. And Raya's a bit more clean on that behalf, clearing the crosses, etc. at times. Mm. But in terms of that, you know, wonder save, that extra part that makes a keeper top, top draw. Yeah. I think Alisson's a one-on-one right now. And I expect, and I suspect that Arsenal, even though we've got Raya and Ramsdale, will look in the market again. This January, this summer. And, and it'll be, because there's always players that come out of nowhere. There's always that one profile that kind of fits everything. You know, you look at Declan Rice, kind of this all fits one. And Arsenal, look at, they'll find someone. They'll have look. Mikel Arteta won't be watching that performance. Not not today, to, for example, with the, the the game against Luton, and say to Raya, "This is my long term number one." Mm-hmm. If he keeps playing like this, so I've, I reckon they'll be on the market for a number one in the long term future. Is Arteta ruthless enough to admit he was wrong, learn at Ramsdale, return Raya, and go big for Menyon or whoever, whoever you think? Oh, he's gone. He's so he's so upset at that question. He is gone. Oh, there you go. Hi, darling. Hey. You're back. Um, oh, I- uh, okay, I really, I, I almost want to move on and save this for the pod because there's a discussion for Raya and Ramsdale that I've been breaking up for a while right now. Um, John Harrison does a brilliant job um, in terms of predicting goal-saving um, probabilities, right? And factually, uh, Ramsdale was worth plus one uh, in goal saved last season. Uh, David Raya to date is worth negative 0.05 goals. Um, it, Ramsdale and his performances this season is worth negative point one two um again in half the sample Raya's only, ramsdale's only played five games and you know raya's now played 11 um so you've got to take into account but fundamentally we've gone from an average of plus point one to negative goals right now that's not saying that that's going to continue for the rest of the season but that's been when we talk about what's the marginal gain that's a marginal loss not even marginal that's fairly big so um, if, if we're really going to talk about the numbers, there's a discussion there. I just don't think that Raya was at fault today. I don't really want to highlight that today because I thought he actually had a very good game today. Yeah. The one mm-hmm. thing that I do want to highlight is the attackers because on the whole, as a season, we've been quite clinical. If you look at the numbers, we actually haven't generated chances, but we've actually been quite clinical, which is very weird to say after today's game, but we have based on some of the numbers that we've received. Mm-hmm. But on the day, we've been horrifically um, inefficient. And I am worried about Martinelli in terms of his form and carrying because this is a player that is very important to us, has not generated the chances for him um, as a team. And then as a whole, he's not been clinical, um, you know, all season. And I think that we need to get him involved in matches a lot more than we do. He's been more of a functional defensive winger this season. And I don't like that. I don't like that. And, and I think that Jesus... Um, has been a little bit more central recently to play off of Kai Havertz. That's come at the expense of uh, Martinelli, in my opinion. By getting those two close together, you maximize that that relationship. But you do take away from the ability for Martinelli to rotate inside and get himself closer to goal. The reason I'm highlighting this is because Martinelli is our most efficient and our best finisher in the squad, especially by last season. And I think that if you want to maximize the number of points that we have to win, we need to get Mordinelli inside and need to get him firing. We cannot continue this entirety of the season with having him in this more functional role. So I I think we need to find a way to do this um, because the relationship of having Jesus more central is helping Kai Havertz. It's not helping Mordinelli. And I think between the two, 
there's a better goal scoring potential with Martinelli. Do you need someone to overlap? Well, he needs dynamism that side. He's absolutely related. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be necessarily an overlap. It could be a rotation a um, from Jesus. Yeah, sure. But he needs help. I mean, he is yeah. isolated. Anybody can see that. So mm. could be a overlap from fullback, which we know won't happen with, with Zinchenko. Or it can be a rotation from the striker coming over to help mm. like we saw last season. But by doing that, you're not going to help Kai Havertz. Somebody is going to have to make a sacrifice. And I don't know if I'm seeing enough from Kai Havertz to sacrifice Martinelli. And, and I don't like in general how, sorry, but our wingers in general have been sacrificed for other people in the team. And they are our most important players. We need to start giving them the superstar freedom that allow them inside a little bit more. So that mm -hmm. needs to be a partnership that we focus on, not the ways that we can build chemistry with our eights. Because I think that has been um, at least not a fault of us this season, but has been something that we struggled with in terms of balancing. How do we fix the midfield? How do we get the most of our attackers? Babs with a Z. What phase are we in now? Uh, Alex Roy pulled up a world against Spurs at the end of the first. Yeah, and then he dropped it for the goal. So, so what? Um, if Arteta can beat Klopp over a season, I'll eat my shoes. Levels to this. He'll eat his shoes. Yeah, I, I'm not concerned. I'm not as concerned about Liverpool. I watched the performance today. They, they, they were yeah. poor. Um, yeah. Made some chances towards the end, but again, look at the goals he scored. George is um, so right. I just want to like put some perspective into the performance itself. Like we've gone to Villa Park, an informed Villa who've not yeah. you know 14 wins in a row at home. We've completely dominated the game in terms of control, in terms of possession, in terms of limiting their chances to zero all game. They had zero big chances factually. I ain't talking opinions here. And we go and make three massive chances and all win the game. Like, it was a decent performance. It was. But we just cost ourselves more than anything. And I think, I get why fans are going to be frustrated, but context is important. They've won 15 home games in a row. And you go to that ground and you play like that and you don't take your chances. It's frustrating because we were so close. Yeah. Question. Uh, there, was, there was one partnership that I wanted. And I think there was also a question in the comments that addresses this. But I had raised one question. Is Jorginho and Kiwior versus Zinchenko and Kai Havertz the play. Those were two different game states that we could have done. We chose Zinchenko and Kai Havertz to start the match, but we knew that balls over the top could be something that could have worked. Do you guys think that the pairing of Kivior and Jorginho would have been better for what we saw today? Or was Zinchenko, Kai Havertz still the play? Because despite yeah. us losing, we still should have won quite comfortably. So I don't want to take away the game plan, but I know people are asking in the comments, would Jorginho have worked along with QER to give you some defensive solidity, but still have that in possession? Yeah, um, the ball in behind was asking, and just, that's a Jorginho specialty, so it could have worked. But because we've not seen Kivior's attacking game all, all season, or ever at Arsenal, really, Mikel don't trust it yet. He only, he only makes subs now, if you think about it, especially in games we're losing, players that he trusts. Eddie, yeah. Trossard, he won't make a rogue sub that no one kind of kind of expects because he doesn't trust those players in these moments yet. he wants to keep the team and he trusts this team and these players to provide a moment and right towards the end of the game in the 89th minute there was a moment that could have been a handball wasn't a handball it was it to Arsenal's handball so he, he Havertz because he's on the pitch because he makes that moment you know he always will make a one, one chance in the game and that could have gone in our favour if that doesn't bounce off his hand if that's get, given as a penalty you know that's a, as a Havertz chance created but um yeah, I think definitely this was a Jorginho type of game with the way that we were developing on the ball, a lovely ball in behind. But we were getting it behind. That wasn't a problem. It was a chance once you get to that final third and then cutting it back and, and finishing it. I mean, that might not have gotten a chance in the, in the first half more than the second half. That first half one where 
he telegraphs it towards Martinez's his left and he makes it kind of easy for him to save. It was annoying, very annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I'm not too concerned. We're also doing all of this without Partey, without Smith Rowe, without Vieira. Oh, no, we're not perfect. You know, we're not perfect. I think, we're not you know, perfect. But the encouraging thing is we're making chances because a few weeks ago we weren't. We weren't making chances. We went to Newcastle away. We didn't make any massive chances. Mm-hmm. So it was a close game. Of course it was. And yeah, referee decision there and there. But we, we didn't make any massive chances. In this game, we had multiple massive opportunities. The attack is functioning in terms of that, but uh, about being more ruthless. And I think Alec mentioned it earlier. We normally are. We've overperformed our XG this season. So it's not really a problem. One-off game, right off, and then we'll see what's next. Habert should have played up front. Mm. Discuss. Look, he would have been an outlet, but at, at the yeah. same time, I, I think as a whole, the attack was very poor efficiently wise. The the problem wasn't getting up into the final third. The problem was finishing in the, the final, final third. Action. We we can't we can't get around that, you know. So I, I think and that's why I, I wanted to bring up Kiwi or Jorginho just because it was being asked, but I think on the day the right decision proved right. We created brilliantly. It was just our finishing on the day. Thank you, Derek, for your contribution. It's a tough loss. As men, we take it and move forward. I hate this fumble over reaction. We don't have the big boys mentality yet. Long season. Come on, you gunners. They're, they're I'm be... I'm so hungover that I can't be positive right now. Um, <laughs> that's fair. But that's fair. later on, I will be. I'll be on your your train, Bavs. No, I'm not. I'm not positive after that. You know, I'm still frustrated. It's just no, a matter I, of. I think. I, I think what you just said though was right in the sense that you know. Yeah. That oh, there no, are listen. things we can take from it. It takes, like, the, the performance against Luton, right? It was magical yeah. towards the end. But that's because Rice scores. If that goes wide, hits the post, it's a massive overreaction. It's, oh my God, we've drawn to Luton. Despite the fact that we made more chances, considered less chances, we're doing those things right. And over a course of a season, that should play in Arsenal's favour. Because you can limit chances, make massive chances, and you win most games the next year, those teams mostly win the title. So, actually, I look at it more in a City versus Arsenal perspective. Both teams have now gone to Villa Park in the space of a week, compared to both performances. Mm-hmm. City got absolutely dominated in every aspect of play. If you ask Villa fans which was a harder game, they'll say tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't get the three points, Robbie. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, let's do some questions. Get a striker in. Get a striker in. Uh, well, Snowy Soldier says we need a clinical yeah, number nine. Go. Manny Olea, should Wait. Jesus have been subbed off earlier? Um, I don't know if he should have been. Well, you know what? I, I, I was annoyed with what Martinelli gave us. I think that Jesus uh, was struggling all, all match, and I would have preferred to have Martinelli stay on the pitch uh, between the two. Yeah. So I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Akash says last 20 minutes looked like a Jorginho game. Push Rice further up to overlap it under Lafayette. Actually, I, I'd buy that. I'll yeah, I could have, could have done, but it's because it's because of Kai's ability to just arrive, and it nearly worked. It's so so close to working right at the end. So it it, it works either way. If Havertz scores that goal and it counts, then we don't have this conversation. So win in January, get him out, get them all out. Maybe bring him uh, on. Off Ash, the bench. thank you for your contribution. Uh, last time Kim we got again, off... who's a bit of a dog, mate? Got that win in him. Uh, Ash, thanks for your contribution. Last time we got a fifty-fifty call. Uh, do you know what it is now we, whenever we get like a penalty call and they show it and I'm like that's a pen I look for reasons why why they won't give it because I don't expect them to give it anymore I, I don't have hope that it'll give Arsenal the benefit of doubt whereas you look at Liverpool today forget about the yellow card and you know that, that part of the game but the penalty they got Arsenal don't get those prime example being today we've seen that given today 
and it wasn't given. And then even the handball right towards the end, they didn't, they didn't check about Cash's handball. They thought that was well, clear. Four hours earlier, the Palace um, issue going over the top of the leg. Um, that's yeah, the one. Exact comparable. same thing. It's the exact same, the same thing. thing. I mean, the fact that the fact that our manager can't even be on a touchline because he celebrated a goal in the 94th minute tells you everything you need to know. Like, we don't need to talk about referees. Let's stop giving them airtime because we know they're bad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Thanks again, Derek. Uh, can we discuss the flopping att- attributes of Jesus? He needs to play through contact instead of seeking out fouls on a basketball fan, and I hate that. I so honestly, I quite like that Jesus is. Like, if you ask the question, who's our biggest like housery king? I would say Jesus is Gabriel. in there. Ben White. Oh, Ben, ben White's there, yeah. but, but even Gabriel when he goes down with that trademark like foul, he wins when he just drops to the floor. You know what I'm around Jesus. You know what I'm annoyed with Jesus is I do mm. find that his emotional part of his game sometimes yeah, too much. overrides. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that there's times that less so about his his flopping, I would say, because uh, he does it. And I, I'm kind of with Derek. I hate when players do it, my own and others as well. But the one thing that annoys me is I find there's too many times that he wants to hero ball himself into a position. Yeah. And sometimes he needs to allow himself to be emotionally resolute and play the pass that's on. You don't have to do it all yourself. And I found there was too many times today that he did mess up really promising situations by overcomplicating in the final third. Yeah, yeah. I even think Bukayo's the same towards the end of the game. Yeah. There was a moment in that game, maybe it felt like towards the end, there was a certain foul that after that he kind of slowed down. He wasn't asking for the ball as much. And 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 it felt like almost his you know effect on the game started to to go down because it felt like at a certain around the 60th minute he was really causing issues on that side, and he turned uh, Diniev one time got a yellow card and from that moment it was one foul on his Achilles that he just completely stopped after that and you know stopped asking for the ball as much. Let's finish with this. Um, let's do one word to describe everyone's performance today. Let's start with Raya. Um, fine. Decent. Brave. I'll, I'll say brave after Lucen. Benjamin White. Hmm. One word. Soft. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't that. I, I know some people are con- concerned by it. Meh. I wasn't that bothered. Meh. Yeah, I wasn't that bothered either way. I didn't have. I don't have a massive opinion. Meh. Uh, Saliba. Saliba. Commanding. Solid. Solid. Okay. Uh, Gabriel. Resolute. I'm having that. Resolute. <laughs> Zinchenko. Can you put the Gattuso meme? Yeah. <laughs> That's another meh. I, I don't know. I didn't think he was that. I, I Again, I've seen people piling on to him. A available. I'll, I'll say available. He was Zinchenko, always... if we ever lose a game... And if any goal comes from his side, he is the worst defensive left back in the world. Get him out yeah. of the club. He's really bad at everything. He's, he's awful. That is just always going to happen. Because yeah. if we ever lose a game, Zinchenko's a liability. We know he's yeah. not good defensively compared to going forwards, but there's a reason why he starts for Arsenal yeah. and started for Man City. He's a good player. <laughs> Give him yeah. some respect. And Arteta, Arteta did an analogy in a press conference this week about uh, like a blanket. I think I talked about it on the podcast where like, obviously if you pull the blanket up, your feet are cold yeah. and you pull, pull your blanket down. Like it's... I, I, you're not I had a cover all half time. Someone said to me, "Why is he starting a big game?" I said, "Who are you going to start?" I mean, Timber's kind of oh, injured. Tommy Ash, oh, injured. Mikel's two players that are built for those type of games are injured, so you're going to start Zinchenko, yeah. and he's not like a, yeah, all right. I don't know. Rice, 
Captain oh. Leader Legend. Those are three. Uh, Erdegaard. Captain Leader. <laughs> uh, wasteful. Uh, I, I'll have that. Very wasteful. thing is, I like what yeah. he's doing now. The way he's dropping off deeper, getting in. Like, he does so many things that right now, but it's just that, which is what he's normally good at, arriving into the box, finishing first time. Yeah. But yeah, wasteful today. Yeah. I miss Father Timber for games like this. The dude played half a game for us. <laughs> yeah, Tim, Tim was, dude played street, half street a game for, for us. Streets forget. Streets will forget. Forty five minutes. Um, uh, who else played? Uh, Habits. Uh, Bubbling. St- strong. Yeah. Improving. Improving. Rising. Rising. Gaining. Growing. Yeasting. Molding. Uh, Saka. Out of context. <laughs> Frustrated. Uh. uh Frustrate, yeah, frustrate is good. Like boxed in, yeah. I'll just say something similar. Something similar. Yeah. Uh, Martinelli. Poor. Poor in terms of what is movement. I'd say decision making, uh, clinical. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wasteful. Yeah. Wasteful. Wasteful is the one. Uh, and Jesus. Overcomplicated. Rushed. Tried. <laughs> Tried. Right. One word for Villa. Um, Emery. Emery. They are they are Unai Emery. Ebening. As a team. As a club. I mean, the, the, the mistakes, do you not guys see the similarities that we used to have at Arsenal? There's mistakes yeah, yeah, yeah. out of the back. Or yeah. the early start it's out of the, the box. Line, I, I was like the... I was like, these teams why, why does these teams always do the same thing? And you know, obviously you had Jamie Carrigan on commentary going, you know, the high line so effective. It is effective, but it'll get caught out a few times. And yeah. what did they say about well, I think they mentioned it a few times, Villa's record away from home is a problem. Where have we seen that before? <laughs> Emery team struggling away from home. Arsenal yeah. fans remember that very well. Yeah, we, we missed the trick. Good evening is probably the only answer. Even evening is the, yeah, evening. Is the answer. Yeah, but it can't be good uh, evening. Two words. And final word for the ref. Don't swear. I swear. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> so people want the touch balls to clear us up so, to, to finish us off. So shall I play the touch balls video? Just just to cheer everyone up. What? That's not. <sighs> Come on, I'm in charge. Go for it. Here we go. I have to switch on to. Here we go. Are you ready? To play us out. (laughs) Good evening, everyone. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe. Please like the video. Uh, Please check out the podcast. Uh, Watch Bab's face as he enjoys. You don't like to touch balls? Thanks, everyone. Why did you make that? Bye bye. (laughs) Peace. Social Podcast Network. A supportive work environment can help everyone working in schools stay resilient. Just finding people that can reassure me that I'm doing my best and that there are people out there who understand me and can help me through these situations. You are not alone. Leaning on each other, uh, colleagues in education is, is essential. You have to. We take care of one another. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. That's cdcfoundation.org slash how right now.